Hi everyone, I'm Allie Stone, and this is Discovering Hospitality. Now, for most of my life, I've worked in the hospitality industry and most specifically in restaurants. And for the past 15 plus years of my life now, um, I've been a partner with the Original Joe's and State Main Restaurant Groups here in good old Edmonton, Alberta. And I'll tell you, this has been just a really incredible, amazing experience for me. And I've loved every moment of it, <laughs> all of the ups and downs, the, the joys, the hardships, the whole, the whole uh, sandwich. I've loved it all. It's been amazing. And uh, so if you're listening in today and you're in the hospitality industry, you know we have a culture of incredible um, stories and people and experiences that don't often get shared with the world. So it's my hope in the Discovering Hospitality podcast that we can start to peel back some of the layers of our industry. Um, I often think that our industry has been kept fairly secretive if you're not a part of it. And uh, there's just such amazing people and amazing stories. Uh, it's my joy to be able to share them. Now for me, hospitality is all about people. It's about connection and ultimately I would always use the word love. And if, if you don't love the word love, that's okay. <laughs> Enter the word care, but it's all about connection and being with people for me. And in our organization, we have a saying, and that's that people make the world beautiful. And I've had the most incredible honor and privilege of being a part of that story with so many people and getting to share in so many of those moments. And now I wanna bring them to you. So uh, I hope these stories warm your heart. I, I hope sometimes they make you laugh a little and, and maybe sometimes they might even make you think. Uh, but it's my hope that at the end of the day, you'll be able to see just how incredibly amazing hospitality people are and how committed they are to taking care of each other and other people. So without further delay, I'd like to introduce my extra, extra special guest today, <laughs> Arturo Ramirez. Hi, Arturo. How are you? I'm good, Ali. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for being here with me today. Well, thank you for inviting me. <clears throat> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous at the same time. So <laughs> Don't fun. worry. That's, that's so common. <laughs> I, bet. I, I bet. I was actually thinking that I still get nervous. Yeah. Like that, that's a real thing. Like, you know, 20 minutes before I'm like, oh, you're going to podcast. <laughs> and sure. I have to like, kind of like frame myself. So I know what it was like the first time I did it and mm -hmm. I nearly pooed my pants. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about what pants. is happening on my pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> so usually how I like starting these off is just kind of having you introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your journey, your story, what brought you here uh, in front of me today. How do you feel Sounds about that? Good. Sounds good. I can do that. That okay. should be good. Um, my name is Arturo and um, I've been with uh, Oriental Joe's for over nine years now. Uh, yeah. Wow. Over nine years. Wow. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Uh, and I mean, I love every year of it. And um, yeah, telling you a little bit about myself. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm Mexican. <laughs> um, if you I didn't catch that, right? 
Yeah, it's like just in case, you know, like my accent probably, you didn't, you didn't probably notice my accent, so I'm Mexican. Um, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I've been in Canada probably for, I want to say like 13 years or so. And um, yeah, I actually like, I started in, uh, in Toronto. Um, and then I met my, uh, my now wife um, in, from Vancouver and then I moved over there with her. So I, I was in Vancouver as well for, for almost a year. But then uh, we actually moved to Mexico for a little bit so Kate can like get to know Mexico. It was like her first time going. And then uh, we decided we needed to go back to Canada. That's what we wanted. And then, uh, yeah, kind of like checking what opportunities were. Uh, I saw Rina Joe's. And uh, so I applied for coming to Canada, to, um, to Edmonton, Alberta. And um, so yeah, I got the job offer and um, came over here. And it was actually pretty, uh, pretty interesting. So um, I always liked the, this part of it. So I came to, to Edmonton and, um, and I, I'm, I landed and I'm at the airport and then I'm waiting for somebody to, I guess, pick me up. So, I'm expecting kind of like somebody with a sign or something like that. And well, there's nobody there, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I moved to like pick up my luggage. I get to start picking up my luggage and I saw this guy kind of like looking at me, like this skinny guy kind of like looking at me, but like wasn't sure. So I was like, okay, well, he doesn't say anything. So I'm like, I'm just keep looking for like somebody that has like a paper saying Arturo, right? And nothing. And then just kind of like, I kind of like look again and he kind of like keeps looking at me and I'm like, it's probably the person that's coming to pick me up, but like, I'm just going to wait because I just don't know, right? Then finally, I'm kind of like picking up my bag and like approaches me and it's like, hey, uh, by the way, this is Chris Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, he gets to me and he's like, hey, by any chance are you um, Arturo? And I was actually wearing a Corona shirt. So I was uh, pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm Mexican and this is Arturo. So anyway, so I'm like, yeah, this is me. I'm like, oh yeah, so I'm here to pick you. I'm like, oh, that's what I thought. But I wasn't sure you were kind of like, look at me, but I wasn't sure. Anyway, so that was how I met Chris. Um, and uh, yeah, we start, I started in a bar city location, which um, unfortunately we don't have it anymore. But, uh, but it was such an uh, amazing place and uh, such a, a, a great, great people that I met over there. Um, so yeah, I remember I went to a location. Uh, oh, actually, but let me tell you, on the way to Bar City, uh, Chris uh, says like, hey, will you be okay? We just stop at this other location in Terwilliger just so I need to pick up something. And I'm like, yeah, totally, I don't have a problem. So then we stopped to Terwilliger location when in this time Terwilliger location was a little smaller and the kitchen was tiny. <laughs> um, so then we, we got the tutorial and he's like, oh, just come in so you can see kind of like Terrelegger and, and you'll see what's, uh, what it looks like. So I walk in and then actually what used to be a, a pool table and that was in the time that you were running the store, Ali. Yeah, I was working that night. So you were working that day and like, intro, like uh, Chris introduced me to you and we were like, uh, this is my wife actually, Ali, and she's the one that is running the store. And I'm like, oh, like, nice to meet you. And then as I walk into the kitchen, I was like, wow. <laughs> it was like tiny, right? Like it was, it was, it was small, but it was, but I was like, the people were like all like laughing and hanging out and everything. I was like, oh, that's awesome, right? But anyway, so we probably stopped for like maybe 10 minutes. And um, yeah, I saw that you and, um, and Chris were like talking or whatever. And then I just kind of like waiting. And then Chris was like, okay, well, let's go. 
So then, yeah, we went to Bar City and uh, he had like some dinner with me. And then he drove me to actually like my apartment that he actually was able to, uh, to give me in that time. So yeah, I started in Bar City and uh, then I was lucky enough to get uh, promoted to assistant kitchen manager uh, within a month. Um, which yeah, I said like I was, uh, I was really happy and um, yeah, I think like it was a great team and, and it was fun over there. And then I met great people in that store and then uh, I was again lucky enough to, uh, to get promoted to actually a kitchen manager after at, uh, or, um, at Oxford Park after 10 months or something like that. And yeah, so everything kind of like started from there in the sense of like uh, leadership and management in that sense. And then, yeah, so it was interesting. Oxford was a big challenge and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was different for sure, right? It was a different area and, uh, but it was, it was so much fun. I remember I, uh, I really had so much fun in Oxford and uh, the team, it for sure changed it a few times just because, uh, you know, this industry sometimes like people uh, go and they enjoy their time and sometimes they're no, that's not what they're um, looking for. And then uh, they move into something else. But uh, it's actually funny that I still actually have some, some talks with some of the, some of the people that um, used to work there for like, yeah, like seven years ago. And uh, I still talk to them and, and it's fun, right? To, to keep those connections. It's cool um, how you stay connected, hey? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, and it's surprising because it's like, I mean, it's like, it obviously like, it really, really uh, brings me joy when I get like a message. And actually literally like a week ago, I got a message from one of the, uh, the cooks that used to work there. Uh, his name is Corey, actually. So yeah, I, I really love, he always, every time he sees me or he like he, like text me whereas like he keeps always telling me like you were the best and always you're going to be my the best manager I have ever had in my life and and I and and then he keeps going with his conversation like he's like he was just telling me that he moved to Lethbridge and that he was like hey just wanted to see if you can like help me out to see if that I can actually uh, maybe get a position with like Orina Jones in in Lethbridge and I was like yeah you can send an email and at the end of the day I can't decide but so it's it's super nice that then from Oxford, um, I always kind of like, obviously I always like um, teaching people and learning from people and, and I was able to kind of like not be needed in my, in my kitchen um, as much. So I was kind of like just more overseeing. So then I was able to start helping some other stores um, when there was like a specific issue. So maybe I would go and, and help um, the kitchen manager in that location to, uh, to kind of like figure out what, what was the issue or in case that there was actually not a kitchen manager, maybe kind of like act to um, sort of it. Um, and then I actually became assistant kitchen, uh, sorry, assistant uh, general manager in Oxford, kind of like just to kind of like start doing something different than I started learning more because I'm, yeah, I mean, most of you guys know me, but I'm really eager to learn and I always kind of obviously grow and and teach and learn. Uh, so then, yeah, I started putting myself into front of the house. So I started bartending as well there and then uh, assistant uh, general manager. And I kind of like, we didn't really have like a kitchen manager uh, ready in, uh, in Oxford, but I was kind of like training that person and, and also running in the front. Um, and then, yeah, basically um, Tanner, which everybody knows as well, um, he decided to 
to give me an opportunity as a regional teaching manager. Uh, yeah, which I was like really excited for. And, and uh, yeah, it was super awesome to start being able to, yeah, to go to all the stores and making sure that all the, yeah, everything is consistent. And if there was any help needed, I was there for them. And um, I just really like to be there when people need it. And, and again, like if I am able to help somebody, like I just love doing that. And, and at the same time, like how much I learn from, from them, right? Like the mm -hmm. one thing that I love about my job is that when I go to some stores, like I learn something that I'm like, how can I even like ever thought about some, something <laughs> like this? Like, yeah. like, I don't know. And then it's awesome because then I can go to another store that's having that issue. And it's like, hey, you know what? Like I saw this on Holic that it works perfect. And they're like the same. It's like, how come I didn't like think about this? But then I get maybe something from them that I passed to other stores, right? So that's the, yeah. that's the awesome part of like going to so many locations, right? So it's, it's totally. so much fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, with um, yeah, being in the regional kitchen manager position for, I want to say maybe four years or so, um, then uh, we decided to kind of like go with our, our own franchisee group. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we kind of like separated from, uh, from uh, head office in Calgary and, and we kind of like went to all franchisee, um, I guess the biggest franchisee group. And mm -hmm. then, um, which has been awesome, which I've has been great, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, 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 I still do part of like what is the job, right? So it's, mm -hmm. it's just, but yeah, it was, it's been great. And I think like everybody enjoys that. And, and then, yeah, basically, I was kind of like not knowing what it was going to be like my, uh, my role, right? So I wasn't sure what, but I think that's the fun part of it. <laughs> it's kind of like you need to kind of like also figure it out yourself kind of like how you're going to be supportive so then yeah we, we became basically just the name now for most of us is like area area support yeah. and um and yeah so we're we were uh in that um helping everybody and all that stuff but then we have um a store staying on main spruce grove <laughs> that um uh, for some reason, we weren't able to get a general manager situated there, and um, and yeah, Tim and Ali decided to uh, ask me if uh, if it was something that maybe I'm thinking about of maybe try to run as a um, as a GM for the moment in there and see what we can do and if we have like somebody there that we can that he can take over. So I decided to take the challenge because I yeah I like that I like challenges and obviously like. Yeah, it's, I knew that it was going to be me learning a lot and maybe, not maybe, like making a lot of mistakes that I did, but I learned a lot from them. And, and uh, one of the things that I will never do is make the same mistakes, <laughs> at least the same way. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I started there and it was, it was different for sure. It was, um, it, was, it, was, it was scary at the beginning. I just did it because I knew what I was doing, but I also didn't <laughs> you know what i mean so it was just more of like i need to like figure out what's the situation and kind of like right like work with people and see where their heart is at and and yeah if they want to be here kind of like what what is the what is the way to be here and why what we're doing what we're doing right so it was creating that 
that feeling there, that that family feeling, which sometimes can get lost in a place, and it's it's really sad. It's really sad when that when that happens, um, because I don't know. I just feel like the majority of our time in our life we spend it at work, and that's I mean that's proven that mm-hmm. the majority of your life is is at work. So then, it yeah, like you have, you need to enjoy what you're doing, and you need to like love it right i'm not saying that you don't have to love like your time with your family because you do too but like work is is a lot of your life passing on it and like you need to you need to enjoy that and you need to be happy about it and and if there's something that you're not happy about it it's just you need to figure out what it is and and change it right so yeah so yeah it was super awesome it was uh, for sure a roller coaster with uh with people there to see where their feelings were and what they wanted to do and what they didn't want to do and but slowly we were able to to bring that sense of family and sense of uh, everybody friends and yeah like the regulars were like super happy with like seeing the staff like happy again like mm-hmm. I talked to so many regulars I remember saying like hey you know what like I don't know what's going on but like uh, like I can see like these people like it's the same and like I'm just so happy to see them like smiling again like I just don't know what happened in their head that just didn't yeah, like they, and I mean, it's obvious they weren't enjoying what they were doing for some reason, but like seeing them doing it, enjoying it now is, is amazing, right? It's really nice to see them that they're happy to be there. Um, but yeah, so then uh, with the time, um, I start. I just want to uh, say that I think there was a lot on the line with Spruce Grove State and Maine because of the lack of. I don't say lack of leadership because we have people in there who had leadership qualities, but the right leader probably for that team. And that's hard on people. Right. And so you're talking about that and I'm really resonating with that with you. Cause I, I know what it's like. I knew what it was like in my younger years to work for a leader that um, just, you didn't quite jive with or didn't quite mm-hmm. understand the full scope of what it meant to lead a team of people. For sure. Um, through something like that. So I think that's why it was scary too. Like I remember sure. being nervous for you, <laughs> being like, well, it's like a big undertaking, right? Yeah, and you sure. like hadn't actually ran a store on your own yet either. So you were taking on this undertaking. Mm-hmm. I really want to pinpoint this because this is huge. And you're talking about how you really just like to help people. And this is like a huge example of how you've done that lately. Mm-hmm. But you went into this store and essentially learned how to be an amazing GM while developing another GM and brought a Thanks, team so. back together. It's pretty cool. Like Thank it's a pretty you, yeah. cool success story, you know, and you're telling this story about, you know, <laughs> coming here and coming as, as a chef and then working your way to AKM, KM, AGM, bartender. Like you've essentially worked every position in the company. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the fun of it, as uh, yeah. the fun part of it. Like, it's, uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about it, and it's, uh, yeah, it's super nice that I can, yeah, that I can say that I mostly seen it, seen it all, <laughs> and from 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 all the areas, which, yeah. which I feel like that's one of the reasons why, that like, em- like I'm so empathetic, like, mm-hmm. because I always try to see it with the eyes of the position that is being either people is complaining about or like people is here saying like that person is no 
doing so well, I just try like, yeah, it, it lets me see what are the challenges in that, in that, in that person's position. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. I think that I really enjoyed that. I can probably say that I've been in most of the positions in the, in the whole industry, which is nice. Um, and yeah, so again, so yeah, we were, we worked there with, uh, I have a couple, well, actually like four, four uh, candidates that they, uh, they're like working so hard for uh, management. And uh, it was so cool to see that many people interested into, into management role when before they were zero. Um, so yeah, I basically, and I always being like super honest that it's not an easy job because it's not. Uh, but it's so, so fun. Like it's so fun and it's so, yeah, so rewarding. Like, I don't know, like you see when sometimes there's like, so if you want to call it so many issues, like, and sometimes issues that can be fixed, like so easy, it's like the sense of achievement is like daily. Like I remember having meetings with you, Ali, and like saying like, it just feels great because like, just literally from one day to other, you have, you feel like that achievement with that one person, like even trying, right? Like even yeah. like, Hey, you know what? I actually want to try because you asked me like no seeing it because like, if not, you're going to fire me. Right. Like the, yeah. the staff, I remember staff was scared at some point about being fired. And then there was a point that they were like, they were not, they knew that it was like, he, if he's giving me feedback, he explained to me that sometimes feedback is not going to be comfortable, but that, is going to coach me or help me to get to where where I have supposed to be right so this is an interesting point you're bringing up because I think a lot of times team members think feedback think feedback means their job's on the line and for us feedback is like we're giving you feedback because we care about your success right but I think um you know, some of the hard parts about the hospitality industry and for sure in other restaurants that I've worked in, but no feedback was good feedback, right? So if you didn't get any coaching and any growing, that meant you, your job was safe. And as soon as you started to be coached, you were about to be terminated. So there's this like kind of backwards, almost way of thinking. So you can see how it gets people like a little bit up in arms at first, but then once we can create that sense of safety, that's when that real reward comes in, right? That you're talking about and like every day you go home, you're like, that was amazing. Like that person's learning so much and they're so much happier. And I think people don't really, whether they know this Mm -hmm. consciously or not, I don't think people want to be super stagnant in their lives. I don't think that ultimately makes us happy, you know? No, it's true. Um, It's true for sure. But yeah, I just remember always mentioning to the team saying like, hey, you know what, like if I'm giving you feedback and I'm telling you, you have to improve on this, doesn't mean that I'm angry at you or that mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you are awful at your job. If I don't give you feedback in my mind means I don't care about you. And two, you're going to think that it's acceptable that you think that that's, that you're doing a good job in a specific area. I'm not saying you're not doing a good job, but like, but there's always going to be room for improvements. And I always tell them like, if there is something I'm doing wrong or something that I'm not doing enough to make you feel better or whatever, like you have to come and tell me because I want to also grow, right? Like I'm like, I'm not telling you that I'm like the perfect in everything because I'm not. And I, 
far away from that. So I'm like, if you care about me, you have to come and tell me, hey, you know what, true? Like, I don't think that the way that you uh, talk to this girl or whatever it will be, like, was the proper, and like, please explain me, right? Because I do for sure when I am, you will never be in trouble because you're like telling me something out of your heart, right? So I'm like, <clears throat> it's the other way. Like, I just wanna, I wanna be there for everyone. So I was thinking yeah, about then, like the movie Meet the Fockers <laughs> and the Circle of Safety. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember, <laughs> you remember that. that? Yeah, I but it's like, it's like, it is to me, like, it's like a circle of safety, right? So I, I, it's, it's my job as a leader yeah. to coach you and help you grow. Sure. Yeah. But if I'm doing something that's outside of your boundary or value, I actually expect you to come to me and tell me in a respectful exactly. way. Mm-hmm. And we'll totally work through that. I have no sure. problem with that. Right. So I think um, that's a really cool part of what we do yeah. as leaders yeah. in this work. Well, and that's for sure. Right. And I mean, obviously that's, that's part of like something that I've been, um, that I've been, uh, uh, that I've been, uh, coach by you, by team. Um, I would say the ones that I talk the most is for is for sure like you and and team. So that's something that I always been. Uh, I always try to yeah to even sometimes when you're talking about other scenarios with other people, um, I feel like I'm learning from it because I'm like in my head is like oh I've been in that situation. Sometimes literally like when you tell me about stories about other GMs or about anything I'm like hmm I remember I probably was in this situation like mm-hmm. and I, I you know what I mean so I, I, I even tried to take that before it actually happens to me or or anything right it's just and, and again with team like as well like I I, uh, I really enjoy your conversations and everything because it's just yeah he he lets me see a stuff that I probably wouldn't even be paying attention to or or didn't think that it was that important when it's like sometimes like well that's probably the most important part of it you know what I mean so mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's super fun to to pass along what I'm learning from yeah from you guys so and that's one of the things that I always say to anyone that I'm um, training or coaching um, is that my goal and like obviously my reward is to get them where they want to be but my biggest goal of it is that they pass along the, the whatever they were coach or learn to other people because mm-hmm. I just like I was actually just having a conversation with Bianca which ended up being the uh, general manager for Spruce Grove. Um, and I was she's been like, on the podcast? Yeah, she's been on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, and it was actually a pretty good one. She was super yeah, nervous about really. it. She, uh, <laughs> she told me that she almost cried. Uh, <laughs> she was like, I just can't even handle this. <laughs> but, uh, but actually, the awesome part of it is that she, that I was, um, she was trusted enough that I was the first one to, uh, to listen to it. She, mm-hmm. she, she sent it to me. <laughs> she was really proud of it. So, um, and yeah, like again, like a week ago or so, I was talking to Bianca and I telling her like in a meeting, I was saying like, uh, Bianca, like obviously it makes me so proud to say that, that, I got you to where you wanted to be to like the, the GM of Spruce Globe. And I'm so proud of that. But I'm like, because she would start telling me like, yeah, like I'm start doing like this training with Kian about this, like, like leadership stuff. And I'm like, but this is literally like what I, this is exactly like what I want from you. Like, yes, it's awesome that you got the GM position, but like my biggest uh, accomplishment is that 
you are telling me these things that you are starting to pass this along to other people like that's that's my goal that's literally my goal is like that people uh yeah learn it but also pass it along and 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 coach other people to start doing uh, the same as what you what you were coach and you were uh, training and anything right so right. yeah it's super fun and then now i'm um back in the area um area support so you and I are kind of in the same position because we don't really have this like clear defined role is what we do. So like when I <laughs> go out into the world outside of our company and people are like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right? Tell me about it. <laughs> I don't know a little bit of everything, but um, I think that that's really, I think that that's what uh, brings us to where we are too, yeah. right? And I think we have this really unique opportunity to create our own like worlds yeah. <laughs> around us, right? For sure. So and you what, know what? I oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, sorry that I like I actually forgot something that is really, really important and I'm actually really proud of it right now that you were mentioning like about like defining our or role. I mean, yeah. one thing that I know that I'm for sure and I'm proud of being part of it is that. I'm in charge of like the for your worker, uh, for your worker program, which that's the one that I came from. So yes. it's actually one of the things that I'm like super excited to talk to this when I do the interviews on Skype uh, with these candidates for our locations. I just the awesome thing to think about is like one time I was in the other side of the screen, yeah. right? And then the, most of the time they don't know um, my story, right? Like they don't know that I was where they are and they always start asking me like yeah about the restaurant like how many sitting like about menu stuff like that obviously kind of like a chef type of questions that people will that, that a chef will ask um and then uh yeah i mean most of the times they always ask me like hey is there opportunities to grow in the company <laughs> And this is when it like makes me really, really proud. Because <laughs> I'm Why like, you ask? <laughs> well, now that you mentioned that, um, I can tell you that you can get like really, really high up as far as like you show that you care and that you want to do it and that you can prove yourself. Because I was at some point in the side of your screen and now I'm here and I'm actually in charge of this uh, foreign program and I'm like oversee uh, 15 stores. and. Um, and that just right away kind of like brights out like their face, right? Like that is like, mm-hmm. whoa, it's like, it's real, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's not just, just being bad, right? And that's the thing that is like, unfortunately, there's so much, so much bad in the world that sometimes people will think this is just not real. Like they're just scamming me. And yeah. yeah, when they realize that, you know what, like actually like what they've been telling me that like this company is, is actually cares about people and like, they grow, like they focus in everywhere, you know, just in like certain people. Um, yeah, like when I tell them my story, they're like, yeah, they bright, their, their, their face just brights out and it's just, yeah, they're super excited and then they come super motivated. And I mean, we can see it like a lot of our management team in, in, most of the, in a lot of our restaurants, like they're the foreign workers, right? And, and, yeah. it's, and it's super awesome to see that like people is like, yeah, like wanted to come and, and give it the 110% and, 
and yeah, just create those, yeah, like get to those goals that they, they get, uh, they put in their mind, right? It's, it's fun to see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think um, that's really cool to be in that you're able to like kind of sit on the other side of this seat now, but still put yourself back where you were before. Sure. And it's like that empathy you were talking about right at the start. It's like totally taking back to that. I think that um, it also displays a huge level of care. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and care sure. for people who don't even necessarily work for the organization yet or yeah. maybe ever, right? For sure. Um, <clears throat> when I think of you, Arturo, I think about a leader who deeply cares about everybody. And I think if I was uh, to pull all of the GMs <laughs> onto the call, <laughs> they would all say the exact same thing, that you're just like so full of heart. Thank and you. care and you just want to help i'm wondering where that comes from for you like how you turned into that type of person like what what kind of things have happened in your life that have brought you to that kind of level of deep care for people yeah. that you connect with do you do you the, know why i mean kind of and i yeah, i mean one of it i used to be a really really bad um teenager <laughs> so it was like really really bad with my parents I always say it as a joke that I wondering why like how come my parents didn't throw me into the garbage because like wow like I was I was really bad and they keep up with me and they never lost the hope um, on me and say like I know that you are going to do great things and that you you're a, a really caring person and like they my parents I remember saying that to me and like I don't understand like yeah I didn't understand exactly what why they were saying those things that I'm like a really caring person but they keep telling me that yeah that even when I was a kid and all that stuff that I always like feel whenever I see like a homeless person or or a person in need of something, I will be always like trying to, yeah, like ask my parents, like, hey, can we give something to, to this person? Like, like, I will always be, yeah, like looking around uh, into what maybe problems were around and like trying to see if there was a way that we can help, like in any, in any situation, right? Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, I just feel like, uh, Something happened in my head. I, I mean, one of the things that I can say is that I had a really big, big um, car accident when I was a teenager uh, because of me being, um, yeah, crazy and stuff. What happened? What and, happened? Uh, Will you tell me about it? You've never told me this story. Oh. You've never told me this story. I have never. No, really? Are you, well, only well, if you're okay with sharing it. Only if you want to share it, but. I'm totally okay. No, I'm totally okay with sharing it for sure. Um, so yeah, I was, I want to say maybe a 19 years old, maybe, uh, yeah, 19 years old, I think. Um, and yeah, so I was obviously, like I said, I was a crazy, uh, teenager, uh, and, um, with my, my parents were, I guess, fortunate enough that were able to, or I was fortunate enough that my parents had uh, enough to actually give me, um, everything I needed and and in this case was uh, my second car uh, and it was a 
race car and blah, blah, blah. And obviously, like, when you're 19 years old, uh, you don't think about consequences, right? And, and yeah, for sure, one day uh, I was speeding way too much and then lost control. And then uh, the next thing I remember, I was in the hospital. Um, I remember my parents weren't even in, uh, in, the, in the city. They were actually in, uh, in another house that we have uh, by the beach. And, um, and yeah, obviously, like my dad and everything, always, every time they, they were going anywhere, they would tell me, like, please be careful, like, just don't, don't do crazy stuff. And obviously, I will, that was kind of like my, my trigger to do crazy stuff, I guess. <laughs> and um, yeah, so my parents obviously, like, well, actually, my neighbor, uh, when I woke up, my sister was there, one of my sisters, and then my neighbor. And he was like, okay, like, you're fine. Like, uh, like don't try to stand up. So I just didn't know what. I just um, passed out before. I just remember going, like, sideways in the car and then just seeing that I was going to, like, crash into a tree. And then I just uh, woke up in the hospital. So, but then I, like, saw myself. I was, like, complete and everything. And then, uh, anyways, the, the, my neighbor remembers saying, like, don't worry, your parents are coming. Everything's fine. So then, like, my... Aunts and uncles start coming in, and, and then my parents finally made it, like, I don't know, I want to say, like, two hours after I woke up. Uh, and, yeah, obviously, uh, my, yeah, my mom, my dad, and everybody, obviously, was really sad. And, and they, yeah, basically, they, they left. My dad well, obviously had to go and check everything with insurance and everything. And then, uh, yeah, they saw they saw the car and my mom always says to me that she's really glad that she got to see me first before she saw the car, because if she saw the car, she wouldn't think that she was coming to her son. Um, and my dad said like, you know what, like I think it's important that you come see the car after you get out of the hospital. And actually the only thing that, like it's, it's basically a miracle because the only thing that happened to me was, well, I broke my collarbone and actually my intestines stopped. Um, but everything was done by the, uh, by the um, uh, seatbelt. So basically the seatbelt presses so hard here that actually broke my collarbone and then presses so hard into my stomach that I stopped my uh, intestines for like for a little bit. So, uh, but basically if I didn't have the seatbelt, I wouldn't be here now. Um, but yeah, my dad said like, you know what, like I think that you need to come see the car uh, because you need to see, yeah, like how, yeah, how fortunate you are. Like you literally were reborn. Um, like when I saw you, you were and like you were reborn. So then, yeah, I saw the car and yeah, the car was cut in half and basically they pulled me out to this for somehow I, like shrink into like a fetal, like I don't know how you would call it, like fetal position, like mm -hmm. the yeah, fetal position. position, yeah, fetal position, and mm -hmm. yeah, so the like the wheel somehow was like touching the uh, the uh, roof of the car, and then the yeah, like then they also like the 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 stick to do the shifting, yeah, was passed all the way under my feet. So under my legs, so actually, like for some reason, like I said, I don't know why I like pull my body into a into a small, and then that's how I got the the shifter didn't cut my legs. 
because he ended up in the other side. And yeah, so obviously when I saw the car, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that I was in that car when that happened. And that obviously changed it all. Like, yeah. Again, my mom and my dad said, like, you were basically reborn and you have to think about that and you have to take everything into consideration. And, and that's actually my sister was living in Canada by then. And that's when she told me, like, hey, you know what? I think that you need to, you need a change. You need to, uh, you need to try something else. I think that you, uh, yeah, this was your, your last chance, right? Wake up call. And she told yeah. me, you know what, like I have a friend that has a restaurant in Toronto. Why don't you come try it out? I mean, if you don't like it, you can always go back to, to Mexico, right? It's, that's your country. So, yeah. So yeah, it, I went and I liked it and, and then now I'm here. So, and I mean, obviously that, that was a huge uh, change in my mind to say, uh, you need to, <laughs> I guess, sorry for the words, but like you need to put your shit together. Mm-hmm. And um, and make your family proud and and understand that that life is means means and and there's a value on it and and this was um, yeah like my parents said like an opportunity for you to to uh, to start again to yeah so it's that <laughs> I really thought already told you that story I guess no, you uh, haven't told me that story so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's quite the story it um, is quite the story what do I want to say <laughs> I want to say that something saved you for, for sure. a reason I think so too I do think so too. And that's exactly what my parents said. Like, there is a reason why, why you're still here. And it's, no, it's not to waste it. Yeah. That's for sure. So, so yeah, what are you going to do with it, Arturo? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying my best here. <laughs> you're doing uh, amazing things. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm for sure that has uh, yeah, changed my entire perspective of life and yeah. perspective of seeing the things. And yeah. And, how much I got to value anything that people will try to help me with and, and never waste those opportunities. So tell me, tell me what you live by now. What I live by now, I live by, by, well, I live by, um, by love, by caring, by, by helping, by being helped by accepting that I, that I can do it all by myself. And I live by, by family, by, by family. When I say family, I'm not saying like my wife and daughter and parents. I'm saying like the whole, the whole uh, original Josephine, I mean, um, group, right? It's, uh, we're all family and you'll see that. It's great to be here like is yeah i feel like we all grew together like yeah we all it's just so much different now um and i'm not saying that it was bad before like we all were just like younger people and like growing up yeah but but uh but yeah and it's it's awesome to see that we're still the same right like yeah i can tell you that like you probably 
can count how many companies can say that they can they've been growing with with the same people and they still together and they still work together and they still enjoy their job and they still love what do what they do and they all they all learn you cannot see that anyone got behind you know what i mean like yeah totally so yeah so this is probably a good place to ask if you have a people make the world beautiful story today I, that you'd like to share. I do for sure. Um, <laughs> you probably have lots of them. <laughs> I probably do have lots. I do for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was, I, I was, I was kind of like thinking about that and thinking about kind of like what, uh, what stories can share. And like there's one that really resonates a lot with me and, um, Every year we do the uh, food truck uh, event with uh, Little Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's amazing, an amazing foundation that helping uh, kids that, um, yeah, they've been abused and stuff. And it's incredible how much care these people put into doing what they're doing. And, and it's unfortunate that... Um, there are no government funded, right? So, yeah. so it's also incredible that they do a bunch of fundraisings, a bunch of stuff to be able to, to stay, I guess, on. And, um, but yeah, anyway, so we did, uh, we were doing it for maybe like three years consecutive. And I don't think that this year is gonna happen, unfortunately, because of like the situation we're in at the moment. But um, it wasn't last year, but the year before, um, a lot of people will know uh, this person, but his name is Brandon, and uh, he works at Holic. Uh, he's an awesome dude. Um, he decided he had this massive uh, beard, and I mean, I'm telling you, Ali, because obviously this is the story for everyone, and you, but you were there. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> and, okay. Uh, yeah, that's his true. beard was uh, huge. It's like a bush. <laughs> And uh, it's like a real bush, so not like the type of bush that people is having in their mind. But anyways, <laughs> he was, he was it's huge. And then he basically knew that we were going to do this uh, food truck event. And basically every time that we have like a food truck event, he tries to be involved on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But this one as well, I feel like it resonated with him a lot and he wanted to help. Um, so he decided to do this. I guess fundraiser that he said like if I can reach I believe I think set up like a thousand dollar mark that like if he was gonna set up like a thousand dollar mark if he if if he can reach it out he uh, he was gonna shave his his beard right and the awesome part of it is that I said like well you can be involved on it and you can cut a part of it right so obviously that um, that goal passed really fast because I believe at the end of the day it was like I think over three thousand or something that he was able to collect which is awesome for the little warriors and then uh, yeah so we went to do the food truck event it was so much fun and then at the end it was like time to time to shape and uh yeah it was awesome how everybody kind of like jump in and start the girls from holly started like shaving and it was fun it was fun to see but it was so awesome that yeah that he decided to to do that that's a good heart card story for sure um, and, and people make the world beautiful story. So sure. yeah, no kidding. Um, okay. So every time I do these, I do a little lightning round, quick question closer. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Oof. Well, not really, but sure. <laughs> what do you miss most about Mexico city? Um, the street markets. 
Mm, I knew you were going to say that. And like the street yeah. food and stuff, hey? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like the street, everything was like the best. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I've been watching some uh, travel shows because we can't travel right now and they're in Mexico City. I was like, oh, it looks so fun. It is. <laughs> I would yeah. totally go. So um, okay, fun. cool. Um, yeah. Can you say, um, I would like to order a double dog with extra jalapenos in Spanish for us? <laughs> I would like to order an extra, sorry. A, a double, double dog, dog with extra jalapenos in Spanish. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're putting the spot now, I don't even know Spanish. <laughs> um, ¿Puedo ordenar un uh, hot, hot dog doble <laughs> con extra jalapeños? And what else? Jalapeños That's good. Extra That's now yeah. somebody's going to critique you, though, just so you know. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Great. So um, I know you have a little girl and you have another baby on the way. I do. What is it, if there was one lesson you could hope to leave your children, what would that be? Always follow your heart, but be responsible with the decisions you take. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah, it's I beautiful. Think so. Yeah. Yeah. That. And what are you grateful for today? I am grateful for... Um, actually, I'm grateful for you letting me tell my story. Actually, I'm actually feel way, way more relief. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you found your journey. Thank because you. it wouldn't be the same without you. Thank you. That's really nice of you to say. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Discovering Hospitality. This episode this week was episode 16, which uh, marks the four-month mark of uh, this podcast. And uh, when it started, I did not even fathom that it would go this long. So thank you, Arturo, for being my special guest on Four Months. And thank you to everybody who has been listening and supporting. I'm just so eternally grateful. And I know everybody that's on this podcast feels the same way. And uh, we're loving sharing our stories. So give us a, a rating or subscribe. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, pretty much anywhere there's a podcast. So hope you all have a beautiful week and continue to make the world beautiful. And we'll see you next week.